You're listening to the Strange Fruit Podcast, TSFP, where we discuss topics that deal with black lives on a day-to-day basis. You know the things that you want to say, but you can't say. Well, that's what this crew is all about. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. Well, y'all, we got a lot that we could talk about. I mean, I just don't even know where to start. It's so much that's happened in these last two weeks. Mm, it's just phew, been it's a lot. I've been really quiet about it. Um, but man, I'm talking from Greg Abbott's slick fox moves he's been pulling. Uh, whoa, what is that today? Wait a minute. Who was this? Wow, Wayne with Trump. Do y'all yes, see that? Wayne with Trump. Oh, you just saw that? Somebody I, somebody I just somebody had posted that in our I, I I got you know a group of brothers and we just check on each other. That's basically what the whole group is. Like, hey brother, you doing all right? <laughs> we got we 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 are doing like a reading. We we do have books, like we're reading stamped right now in a Michelle and I are listening to when affirmative action was white on the way to work every morning. So, wow, wow. I mean, dude, I didn't even know about the Philly riots, and I have no idea what's really going on with that. What happened? How they got started? I mean, it's been a lot going on. Pretty, it's pretty it's, fatiguing. Yeah, it's a lot going on, oh, and right now, I feel like I think I'm honestly like. I don't know if I'm kind of preparing for the upset. Yeah. I, I'm like my I am um just kind of getting in a very sober state. You know, yeah. it's just one of those things like I'm just preparing my mind for reality. So yeah, that I don't wake out up with my mouth on the floor. There was a Is it so that you will be even, <clears throat> you know, you know, on both sides on no matter what the Results may be, uh, you know, because it's kind of eerie to hear your governor uh, tell you that there's a guarantee Trump is going to win. It would be, I'm, yeah, I'm like, for them like oh, yeah. County, oh. they're basically doing a thing now where they're trying to throw out over 100,000 ballots that were gone at uh, NRG Stadium. They're saying now that, well, um, these aren't valid ballots because they um the drive through voting is only for people who are disabled yeah that's and that's oh that's wow. ludicrous i mean that is the most oh just, wow. are you yes. serious yeah when was this i read about it today so um you know oh I wow think, um, i mean that's straight that's straight rigging I mean, but that's all we've been. They ain't even that's them. all we've been watching. Is is that's why it's so fatiguing. It's like you look up and it's always, oh well, they're throwing out these ballots or somebody burned a ballot box in Boston. Yeah. Um, and then you know all these states are saying, well, if you don't get it in, because states can make up their own rules about when a ballot won't be counted, when a ballot won't be counted. So. Yeah, it's just they had. Yeah, um, it was. It came out yesterday. There was a. Um, there's a. Um, there is, is a petition challenging the drive-through voting in the list. It's a, a bunch of election lawsuits, basically that people are putting out at the last minute, and um, 
Yeah. I mean, let's see. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Y'all just said, no, Adrian, hold up. Rewind that Cadillac back, man. You just said someone burnt up in Boston, a ballot yeah, so box. I'm... How 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 you set a ballot box? I don't, on fire? I don't ask questions no more. I mean, it's it's like so much going on, like and it, it's like you just see you keep seeing the cheating, and you know that some yeah. and, and the and then they you know they now they've got the Supreme Court behind them, and the only reason they were in such a hurry to get Amy Coney Barrett through just for you know during this time was so she could help with the election. When you see she's she was. She was part of the group that uh, was there in, in, what was that, 90, no, no, 2000, 2001, 2001, what was that, 2000, mm. Bush, Bush first, uh, W's first, 2000, yeah. when they, um, when, when, uh, um, I feel like it's not 2000, but I, I'm pretty sure it is, 2000 when uh, the, the dimple chads and all that in Florida, when he stole the election from if you look, all of them were too. It was it was Barrett, Kavanaugh, and who's the other one? Gorsuch. They all were part of um part of that. Yeah. Like, wow. Well, and then you know the thing is that if um well, what's the political analyst Bob Stein who said that if uh, Biden were to win uh one or or two of um, specific one or two of the states um, that have a lot got a lot of lawsuits surrounding the mail-in voting and the unresolved lawsuits that have been filed by the Republican Party, in particular Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. If he wins in at least one or two of those states by less than five percentage points, then it will go to the Supreme Court, and it'll be you know basically the second election in the century that could be determined by the Supreme Court justices, and so. Um, it, it's um, it, it's a, in, in Texas, your your mail in ballots they have to be postmarked by seven o'clock on the election day, and they have to be received by four p.m. the next day to be counted. And it's just a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on where the voting is concerned. In addition to Governor Abbott, Abbott having like this, you know, one drop off spot per yeah. county, yeah. um, they keep having these. Yeah. It was a lawsuit by the Republican Party that the in-car voting booths were um, were illegal. And then now they have another one where they're basically petitioning the court to reject the votes that have already been cast through drive-through voting. And um, now, mind you, months ago, NRG, they announced uh, that they would... Uh, have voting there that they would be a drive-through voting spot, polling spot. Um, you know these things right. uh, were cast a long time ago, and I think what is going on. I saw on CNN the other night in the last election, one point three million people voted, um, and at that time point in time, I believe it was last Thursday, one point two million people had already early voted. So the reality is that, you know, mm. this is this record turnout already. By now, we yeah. definitely have superseded yeah. the number of people who voted total in the last election. Yeah, and it it's not crazy. election day. And we never had people early voting like exactly. this, not like this. Well, I know I know Texas has been turning up, mainly Houston. 
Uh, I mean, Houston people. Were I think Dallas out. been pretty I strong mean, too. Dallas man, been pretty strong too. Yeah. Well, I know. I know Texas is yeah. normally a low turnout for voters, and but that's not been the case this year. They said forty-two percent. Uh, you know, increase in Texas. So it's like we're leading the way here in this state, you know, and uh, I think that's that makes me feel good because, I mean, there's so much, you know, I'm proud to be a Texan, but at the same time, I do realize the um, limitations that are, you know, set, you know, upon black and brown people and, and you know, and it's so in your face now again they don't hide it it's not even hidden uh like it used to be it's just hey yeah we're doing it so yeah they're just doing you it know. right in your, in your face <laughs> and you know yeah and, and i think what concerns face. me again is that um you would think the the initial thought is i think what a lot of people assume oh people are showing up early because they win he's crazy well they want to get this clown out of the white house but then the polls aren't really necessarily telling the same story. So, you know, there are, you know, right. outlets that are saying, hey, like um, Forbes put out today that Trump basically could could um, could win by a landslide. And um, basically, you know, they got mm-hmm. the, they they analyzed the Texas early and mail in voting up through October 26th. And 54% of people voting early are Republican versus 36% Democrat, 10% unknown. And um, so, you know, the thing is that uh, 8.4 million Texans have voted as of October 26th. I mean, 28th, sorry, as of of, uh, October 28th. Uh, 8.4 million Texans have voted, and I think what what bothers me about some of those numbers is that okay, are people showing up because they don't want him in, or are they showing up because they want to ensure that he's in? That he's in, and the problem is that I don't have enough um, data or in interaction or data in what's going on to say. You know, we can't really go by the poll. Yeah, but we can't we can't go by the polls right now. I mean, be honest with you, nobody knows. You know, I know that you got people in the power, you know, with the powers that, that be, you know, such as Greg Abbott. Sure, he he knows what's going on. He can see it, you know, uh, which that's what kind of makes me um, scared that you know he's rigging this and and he knows what he's doing and yeah. We're going to, you know, we're going to keep this state red, you know, but at the same time, uh, Republicans aren't that very happy with him right now. Um, they want to get him out because of they, they mass. say that. I mean, they say and, that. And, but I think my thing, too, is that here's the reality. And I think the reality I and I don't want I, I struggle with it because I feel like we should keep ourselves in a positive state of mind you know uh, we should call those beings that things would be not as though they were but i also think that we got to be careful that we don't we 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 make sure that we call what is as it is and i think to help us cope with you know reality and right now 
I don't have enough data to support anywhere. All I have is hope. I don't have enough data to support that there is truly, um, you know, people who want him out because things are too polarizing. And I feel that there are lines drawn in the in the sand. Um, I'm not seeing. Oh, I'm is. not seeing a lot of on social media. We see some stuff. We we have seen an uptick and an increase. You got got more allies than you ever have had. You got a lot of vocal people, but at the same time, you haven't necessarily seen a, enough uh, enough major outlets uh, dissenting from Trump. Yeah. You know, there's still this level of hmm. people that uh, refuse to say that what he represents is bad. And, and, and the weird thing I, is, is you can't get you know what, Nikki, they, are, you can't get the outlets, the left, you know, the liberal outlets to say it like this outright, just to go ahead and be like, hey, you know, yeah, this is this is what he represents is, is wrong as far as a country. We don't want this to be our image. And that's what yeah. we mean. Like we, we're still trying to play nice. You and know what definitely I'm, not. I'm hearing, I'm hearing. That's it. That's it, Adrian. Yeah, but but what I'm hearing up up here in West Texas more so is yeah, uh we kind of no, know he's yeah. rough around the edges. They're kind of protein. He's 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 rough around the edges, but you know my my freedoms Aren't based upon yeah, your my feelings. Aren't based on your feelings. My, my freedoms. I don't know why you know people are. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. I mean, but that goes both ways, honestly, right? I mean, whether you're Democrat or Republican, liberal or conservative, that goes both ways. I mean, that doesn't work one way, you know. It, and if it, that was the case, then you know, certainly. You know, well, our liberties don't stop it I mean, with it, your feelings either. Funny thing is, I don't, I don't see Democrats trying to, uh, I guess, position themselves um, as this, you know, one size fits all party. Uh, you know, they don't have all the answers. Neither does Republicans. But the one thing about it is they at least include different ethnicities, you know, in with the with the party. That's the thing is, Republicans just don't, they're not doing that, and it's its purposely. We used to think that it wasn't, it was. but it, <laughs> it is clear that it thought. is. Yeah, I don't know if I, if I was ever convinced they that it was. like Negroes. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never, exactly, but I, I've no, never felt Clarence that they Thomas had an affinity towards Negroes. Yeah. Well, I'm just, man, I'm just honest. I'm just, don't Nick, like I'm just trying to be fair and open, but no, I mean, Clarence right? Thomas, I mean, they don't. Clarence, you said they don't really go out their way to welcome which you. Which is really I mean, weird yeah, if so you're a black thing. person. You know, which what that's just, um, They don't like colors. Okay they, they like Colin exactly. Powell because he and, and Condoleezza didn't had homemade hair. So they don't, yeah, you yeah. know. But they turned on they turned on Colin after a while too. They turned on well, Colin got yeah, the one where he was like, damn. Yeah, they did. I'm sorry, so ladies. That's my homemade hair joke. No, no. Condoleezza had a lot of grease. She pressed it. I don't care about her hair. I'm not trying to say. That's real. No, you call it
what it is. Call a duck a duck. She definitely did it at home with pink rollers. And it was okay. She made it. She made it. It's all right. She made it. Wasn't nothing wrong with her hair. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, welcome to Strange Fruit. Hey, all of my listeners, thank you for listening to the Strange Fruit Podcast. As you just heard, Hey Nikki Brooks. <laughs> Say hello, Nikki. <laughs> uh, and we got hello. my boy Adrian Neely in the house. Welcome to TSFP. Wow. There you go. TSFP. And uh, my name is Bishop Green. Again, we are the TSFP crew. And so, uh, again, we have had a ton of Things that Can have happened uh, since our last podcast. Really, uh, we, we, we can do bad. that. I mean, hey, go ahead and kick that off. Uh oh. So, y'all, go ahead. So, Akaris <laughs> O'Shea Jackson Cube of Ice put out his oh, Lord. black plan, his plan for. Black America. And what happened, I, I, I said, you know, well, let me go, let me go to the facts. So he put this thing out several months ago, I believe in March. Um, and I read it. I thought, oh wow, that's a good outline. That's great. Um, I'm glad to see Ice Cube joining in the fight and putting his voice, you know. Um, he's such a you know, he has a history of making some statements that were very uh, you know pro-black, pro-black American. And so we thought, I thought, hey, he's getting in and putting his money where his mouth is, slowed down, probably all that stuff. And I thought, I know, I know a lot of people jumped in and they said, wow, we love it. On social media, they was like, that's great. He should link up with people that are already doing this work because you have um, the Congressional Black Caucus has, excuse me, a very detailed uh, plan that goes into every single aspect of of uh, policy from uh, criminal justice reform to reparations to uh, uh, inequities with women um, in, in all sorts of areas, education, everything about what America needs to do legislatively to, uh, uh, you know, to breach gaps with people of color and, and in particular black people. In addition to that, the Joe Biden uh, campaign, the Democratic campaign, they also have the, uh, the same thing. They have a very detailed uh, policy um, or quote-unquote black plan. So he apparently had an opportunity. He reached out to both campaigns. He reached out to Trump campaign, and then he reached out to the Biden campaign. And the first thing, and then he, he put something on social media that said, hey, the facts are that uh, Harris, they didn't have time to meet with me. They told me wait till after the election to sit down and hear my plan. Trump campaign met with me and heard my plan. Um, and it came across as not just an endorsement of Trump. It also came across as like a knock against Biden-Harris campaign. And um, the timing of it was just mm -hmm. really interesting because it was after week after early voting had already started. So it was like, okay, dude, you could wait until the election, until November 5th, you know, because, or 4th, because, um, you know, right now, what is the purpose of this 
um, of putting this out. And then, of course, um, Trump's son-in-law, I believe Jared, uh, came out, basically was like, oh, wow, what a good, you know, follow this black person. He believes in our platinum plan. And they released their platinum plan. And then, you know, black folks tore into Icarus. You know, Icarus is the uh, uh, the mythical god who flew too close to the sun. Everybody told him, don't fly up there, Icarus. And then his wings melted. You know, so yeah. um, we tried to t- we tried mm-hmm. to told you, Icarus tried <laughs> to told your tale. But anyway, um, so um, people, you know, kind of basically lit into Q because because what he was doing was calling the Democratic Party out, saying that they didn't want to meet with him. And so people critiqued him and they said, hey, what you did is ill timed. What you did is wrong. Your plan is not fully baked. And so then he went on a media tour. He jumped on Roland Martin with his uh beanie on and his black, all black with his beanie. Yeah, I didn't see Roland that. Martin I didn't see that. And got on there with another activist. Um, and basically, uh. two things happened. Number one, the act- activist, she, oh gosh, um, my notes went black. I want to share her name. I'll share it before we get off the podcast. But the black activist, I believe her name is Alicia, forgot her name. I'll find it. And she was saying, hey, Cube, we love what you did. We love that you were, you know, involved and engaged in like, but there are people out here that are doing the work. There are people that are in the trenches every day, like me, that are getting death threats on a daily basis. This stuff is real. And so, you know, um, I think you, you know, we would love to work with you. And Roland was like, yeah, why don't you get, you know, why don't you link up with people? And Cube was like, well, first of all, I put this plan out and it's been out for six months and y'all should have come to me. Now, he And 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 secondly, he was extremely rude mm. to this lady, very dismissive, very misogynistic in a very toxic manner, like over-talking her. I mean, almost like, wait, wait, hold up, wait a minute, just stop right there. It was just really nasty. Then, Roland asked him to speak to the plan. Tell us you said Trump likes your plan and it aligned with some things that he wanted to do. Tell us what was the deal about your plan that was, what's the difference? And he's like, uh, well, I mean, shoot, uh, everything. Um, sir? <laughs> like, you, you know, it's like, mm. he even had to like, he even had to look like he was, you know, like, are you clicking to look around on the computer right now? Like, did you have a plan pulled up? Like, what's <laughs> I mean, and so, um, so then, you know, people continue to kind of rip into him. And, you know, I was like, he's having a tantrum. He's trying to punish the Democratic Party. And then it came out uh, a couple of days ago. Uh-huh. Um, the senator from Louisiana said, look, we did meet with him. He met with the Democratic Party. But he didn't want to meet with us because he said that it was too many people in the room. Snoop Dogg, they invited Snoop Dogg, um, one other person, and they said it was too many people in the room. And basically Ice Cube was like, I want to be heard alone. I don't want to be, you know, if y'all are not listening to me, Mm. And so my thing was, again, it, the the level of narcissism that is folded into this is suspect because it's like you join the fight and everybody said, great, we're so glad you're here. 
join us and you was like wait a minute i want to run this crown me king if y'all don't crown me king i'm gonna punish you and and i really don't understand what the deal is and then there's some other conspiracy theories behind this that say like his partner um in the big three league is uh, connected to Steve Bannon and all, and they've got some lawsuits. So I, I don't really know a lot about the different conspiracy theories behind it. I just want to deal with the straight facts, which is just like, okay, right. from a strategic perspective, it is very suspect. Number two is very disappointing because I believe black people in America right now are tired and fairly disappointed in both parties. Right now, we really are at a lesser of two evils and we just conscious you know from a conscious perspective a lot of people are don't want to vote for president president trump they're not just like we're not just heralding biden it's like oh crap you know we got to do this and i think that um you're poised strategically he could have been poised that beginning november 4th you really could have put your stuff out and kept working it and you might have been in position to lead a mass exodus away from the democratic, the, the two-party system mm-hmm. into something different because people are wanting something different because it won't be over once this election is over. This election is going to be like a, oh, Jesus, but I'm tired right. now. Now what's next? We got to fix some stuff. Well, let me, let me, let me stop you right there. Uh, Cause let me, let me, let me intervene right there. Um, let me ask y'all this question, because you you just said something that's very important. We're getting to November third, and you just said basically we're gonna basically all of us in some kind of way, form or fashion, blow a sigh of relief. Um, and I feel the same way, but I really don't know what's next. I really. I really don't know what's next. And that's kind of what I'm trying to get my mind around. Because whether he wins, Trump wins or loses, there's going to be some reactions. There's going to be some nastiness. Even if he loses, if it's not by a landslide, you're going to you're going to see some some fight. If these guys and women are ready to Pack up and make armies. Well, I and, do find it and funny to go that, and take over I mean, government buildings. I mean, they are a real threat, and, but I find I I do love the name people have given them due to their, their physical physical condition. They call them the gravy seals, and I love that. <laughs> I think that's perfect. I think it's I think it's more than. Who are the gravy seals? Wow, the great they call them the gravy seals. The because if I, you've seen pictures of these dudes, I had never heard of that. Now they have guns, so you have to take them seriously, <laughs> but. There, a lot of them really don't look like if if it was like they were going to come and try to if they didn't have guns and they were going to have to chase somebody down, you could easily just run around till they passed out from a massive heart attack. Like uh, <laughs> it, it's like if you've seen pictures of them, like like I said, you got to take them seriously because nutcases with guns are to be taken seriously. But if you look at these dudes, oh it looks like they train at Krispy Kreme. Oh, uncomfortably built is so is, you saying they bad built. being nice. Generous. Like they're, they're really yeah, okay. they're really not the most in shape individuals. So I, I got I got a homeboy from Brenham, Texas. You know him, Adrian. 
and and he had a word that he introduced me to back in 1994 and it still it still sticks with me to this day so you just just you describe someone that <laughs> we would term as yeah well yeah flatchy. you see these cats and they're definitely flatchy like uh, uh flatchy yeah okay there you go <laughs> but let me ask you a question let me ask y'all this question have you ever had someone promise you uh <laughs> no I, a I way to eat ice cream thing. underwater Okay, because that's kind of what <clears throat> this con man has has proposed to Ice Cube. Now, where you come up with a five hundred billion dollar plan? Just you just pulled this five hundred billion out your ass. I read a survey where it says basically uh, all of the laws of the land and all the uh, tribulations and everything that stem from. Uh, slavery, Jim Crow, the the whole nine black co- codes, what it's cost uh, uh, African Americans, it basically rounded it to around eight hundred billion. So you're selling us at five hundred billion billion, which he pulled out his ass. He he ain't gonna he ain't gonna give us ice cream to eat underwater. Okay, that's that's basically what I'm trying to say. It, it, dude, he ain't got a plan for this. It, if this man will get on sixty minutes. With this, with this, um, uh, what, what, what we used to have back in high school, trapper keepers. That shows my age there. Trapper keeper, and he ain't got no damn paper in there. That's basically what he did. Now he has some executive plans inside this this binder on sixty minutes, and before he got up and stormed off, and they brought him, they brought the lady the uh, the binder because she was she was like, I I still have questions, and um, so Trump didn't have any answers. You know, or anything to, you know, to to do better than the Affordable Care Act, but he wants to eradicate it. But he doesn't have a plan. Well, I mean, he doesn't have a plan, it, just like he doesn't have a plan, plan for COVID. According to all reports, it's only two pages no long. Like it's only it's only like just a page of some thrown together little suggestions. I would do this oh, five hundred billion. You have to ask what service that they've been trying to destroy destroy forever are they going to pull that plan from are they going to get it from social security where, where are they going to pull it from because it's going to come from somewhere and it's going to hurt something else wow. because trump is everything with trump is a faustian deal that's true like if you look at if you really examine every deal that he makes yeah. so everybody keeps telling him, well, look what he did for uh uh prison reform which in in and of itself is racist that every time he talks about black people, that's what he brings up first. Not all black people are going to jail, at least not in 2020. Now, if he gets reelected, that's probably one of his next moves. But not all black people are going to jail. Not all black people are only concerned with prison reform. We're concerned with betterment overall of our community, which also so I'm gonna throw this out there. Reform. Oh, hold on just a second, oh, Nikki. Let me just mm-hmm. but but like so he's so everything is a Faustian deal. So he's talking about prison reform. Not that many people have been released, but then you look at prison reform, but then you're flooding the courts with you and you're flooding the appellate courts in particular with inexperienced and uh, according to a lot of legal experts, incompetent judges, Amy Coney, Coney Barrett, Barrett has never tried a case according yeah. to, according to reports. So, 
Oh yeah. Like, everything is if whatever exactly. he's doing on the front end, there's something oh, much worse happening people. on the back end. That's scary. Every time. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's already showed yeah. us with Betsy. She's taking money from Betsy public Debo's schools over the that, that would serve yeah. mostly black people and poor people, black Latinos and poor people. She's taking that money and giving that to charter schools that have exactly. a worse record of performance than public schools do. Most charter schools are not good schools. The, 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 a lot of, uh, um, and this is, you know, I know enough about That's this true. because well, I'm in education and, and I, I can talk to a number of people who will say the same thing that on, on the whole, charter schools get a lot of money and then several of them, most of them underperform. And then you have the good ones are the like the anomalies. So, so and and even if you look at yeah. at um yeah the black colleges getting that money, uh, there's nothing and and I, I'm that I, I want to make sure I get the facts right, but according to what I understand, there's actually nothing that that's supposed to be like a he makes it sound like that's for life or whatever, and it's not. Um, and at the same time, the black colleges are supposed supposedly getting this money. He's also trying to do away with the Pell Grant, I believe, which is kind of like the lifeblood of, <laughs> of, um, of of black of HBCU. So, so it's always like mm-hmm. it's, I'm look look hey look in this hand, but in this hand I am right, you know. Yeah. Well, even the game. Um, you know, no, but uh, Nikki, Nikki what say about prison America reform? Was very light on judicial and prison reform and speaking to it. Um, and again, I find that to be a little disconcerted because if anything, okay, Q, wouldn't you kind of have somewhat of a vested interest in the area to some degree? Um, especially being that you know what you may have contributed in that in that area or were you been accused of a trip contributing so to speak and um what i was going to i want to uh come back on a fact check here with the the activist that he spoke with on rolling martin was alicia garza and so she was uh she's an activist in california and that's who he was uh speaking with it was just a very really it was very distasteful interview and um representative cedric richmond from new orleans he is who basically wow. talked about, um, you know, he said that uh, Ice Cube was was not told to hold off on his demands until after the election. He said that's not true. Um, they interviewed Ice Cube yesterday on uh, Claudia Jordan on her show, and they asked him about, hey, had you been, um, have you been, um, invited to this call with Harris and on the call it was Snoop Dogg Killer Mike, D.L. Hewley and other black celebrities and they reached out to him uh, and this is with Kamala Harris and they reached out to him and asked him you know to be on this call and she asked him um, why didn't they want you to be on the call because they thought your voice was important and so why did you choose not to be on the call and he said, um, we spent a lot of time, we spent a lot of people's time putting the contract of Black America together. And I just thought that getting on a Zoom call with 12 other entertainers, all shooting what they believe needs to be done, to me wasn't going to be productive. And he went on to say he wanted a serious conversation and not just 
a rally call. And, you know, his, um, you know, the Trump campaign mm. publicly thanked, thanked him for assisting them with their plan to help the black community. And, um, yeah, and then he's saying that, uh, I'm not here right, to fight right. about what he did, what he didn't do. He's a good white man. Yeah. He, is he a bad white man? To me, they're pretty much all the same. And um, saying that he said the situation in the black community didn't change under former President Obama. It's the same as it was in, with Trump. And this is what um, what got me. These were his words. We do need financial help in our communities. But we also got to make a commitment to ourselves to clean up ourselves, you know. It do start with the person in the mirror, said Jackson, said Q, said Icarus. You know you can't deal with the white man out here until you deal with the white man in there, he added. You see what I mean? So we have to clean up ourselves. We've been poisoned by this society, <laughs> NWA. We've been poisoned by trying to live like the people who have had us oppressed. And what they're attracted to, we're attracted mm-hmm. to. We could have come out of that. We got to be our own people. Now, I just field that is laced mm. and dripping with loads of hypocrisy. Loads of hypocrisy and deflection. Wow. Uh, that's a lot to yeah, intake. That's a lot what he said. That If that is what he said, that's a lot that's a lot to absorb. There's a lot to uh, a blame to go around. I mean, and no one on this in this crew, the TSFP crew, um, no, none of us will ever tell you that we don't have things that we we need to be more accountable on ourselves in our communities. That will never be the case where on this show, but. Uh, at the same time, um, we've been manipulated. We've been <laughs> we've been used. We've been abused. We've been cheated. I mean, the whole nine. It, it it has happened to us. There's not another race in this country that it took a th- an amendment to give you human decency rights. And even with that, our black asses didn't get it. Even with that, and matter of fact, slavery honestly did not go away. It didn't. We've already talked about this before, and it, but it, it, they just they just once again prison pipeline as Nikki discussed on several podcasts ago. It's um we have a prison pipeline, and and that needs yeah. to be eradicated. And then at the same time, redlining. I mean, you got us fighting for this country, you know. And yet, and still, we weren't respected. Still, quite not quite as respected today as we're finding out, because they're showing us. Yeah. They're showing us exactly what they think. They are more bold about it. They're not apologetic about it. They letting you know, yeah, yeah, you underneath us. I don't think you're equal to me, you know. And if I do say you're equal, I will say equal but separate. I mean, that's as good as it's going to get in some of the uh, the Republican state of minds. I have yet to find one that accepts blacks 
in, in its entirety. All they know is what about Chicago? Um, you know, uh, y- y'all have black on black crime, which is one of the dumbest damn things a person can say. I mean, man, I sat back last night and I watched on uh, one of these criminal shows, criminal case shows uh, online. And every one of those episodes was a white person killing a white person. Every one of them. And I'm sitting here like, well, damn, you know, since we yeah. so black on black, why am I not seeing so many of those cases? You know, I was making a joke with my wife about it, but on the real, it, none of us, yeah. I've never they, heard a black person like, say, man, look at that white on white if crime. If people are being honest, they know you it's know, not a real you know, thing. We they know, like, the they Idaho, like, white people you know. kill black people, <laughs> white people kill white people at the same time, same rate that black people kill black people roughly. Like, yeah. like it's all it's all about the same. Uh, we are they they try to um say that we're the I the 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 lame argument that really gets to me is the one where they're like how does 13% of the population commit 40% of the crime i can't stand that we are that's not true uh, we are accused yes of committing a lot but if you there's a report out of harvard and I believe it's harvard yeah. and, and i think FBI, i've shared it before yeah and the fbi and I've shared that report with people, and they well, oh, this is a, no, it's Harvard, so stop. Like you know, like it, it's Harvard, and it's a legit, it's a legit study, and it says that we right. are accused, and then we are, um, acquitted. More often, like we are uh, also released more often, and 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 proven to be innocent more often. The epitome of privilege is that. the ability to make up shit. With nothing else supporting it, and everybody say, "Yeah, it's true." Everybody believes, it. yeah. Everybody it, just eats it up. We it's just decide that it's true because it was said by you. That's why, honestly, that y'all, I have, I have stopped engaging in that. Like when people try to wow. goad you in, it will show me these statistics. No, yeah, I'm not going to show that. you. I'm not going to show you anything. Um, I'm going to call you out on your BS, but just like you have no statistics to support. What you're saying, I have plenty, but I'm not gonna go down this long rabbit hole of busting out every statistic I know that's legit, legit resource. And then, and then, when you put it out, there, I mean, why do you keep expecting you the put black it out folks there, to work? They're just hard gonna act like to, you to, never, to, like to, it doesn't exist. You know, anyway. but they affect. Well, gonna, my thing is, I'm just gonna I tell them at this point. I'm gonna tell you what yeah. I see. I'm not gonna teach you. I'm telling oh, no, no, no. you what they're I gonna, see. I'm gonna, gonna tell you that. Yeah, that's microaggressive. Yeah, that's racist. Yeah, this. Well, well, how is it? I didn't say anything. Ah, that's not up to me. You gotta learn. Yeah, more. I'm just yeah, telling you what is it is. Just... It is what it is, and and I'm not. And and the more you beg me to tell you, that lets me know that you and I both know that yes, you do know what it is. And no, I'm not going to. I, you're not gonna work my tongue palette out. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. I ain't got time for you. I'm moving around. Right. Just I don't have time. Know, just list. know that you're not I, I safe. About... Exactly. I thought about just yeah, I mean, what, a list yeah. at like Google Doc, and then every time somebody said, "Here, look at this Google Doc," I got it. What What I just right tell there. people is this is what I tell people. I just tell them, look, I promise you, you're not safe for the black people around you. <laughs> hey, I promise you that you're a person that unleashes emotional violence on them, and they'll never tell you. They'll never tell you. They all they they will tell you that you're fine. They'll never tell you because that's just how unsafe you are. Mm. And we are exactly, yeah. And we're guilty about that. 
that that's the thing I'll say that we're guilty of. Like we're mm. guilty of letting people off the hook. And, and now and, we need to let them know that when we let you off the hook, it's because we know you're a racist. Yeah. We are letting you off the hook because ooh. we don't want to engage with racists. So you need to know right now, if ooh. you don't have black folks in your life pulling your coattail, I promise your ass is a staunch racist. Racist, yeah. And they are protecting themselves because they don't have time for that. Because that's what we do. And that's what I be telling ooh. people. You ain't got you got black friends and you good. Okay, that's cool. All the black people at work like you, cool. I mean, Nikki, I've been cutting been like, folks off oh, left yeah, Chad, and right. right. I did it. one just two days ago. As y'all know, I've been, <laughs> i just been cutting them all. Okay. I mean, one jumped no, up. Okay. You know, no, racism only stems from the uh, left wings. It, it it comes from the left wings. Racism. I'm just like, God, dog, really? You really think it's only one extreme I mean, come on, man. We're all in this thing together. And you sit them here just pulling from them left. My, my, I mean, my, it ain't all from my, the right. My it's level just, of it's there. People it's there. Outside Period. of those who have submitted themselves to wanting to be discussed and formally be educated for real. But my way of educating real. people is simply, and I feel like it's a huge favor to them, is to tell them, look, you're not safe for Black people if Black people are not telling you what's wrong with you. If yeah. you are, if, if if you even if you if you asking them straight up, and they like, oh yeah yeah you fine, I promise you, you you're are not good. fine. You're not safe for black people, and they're going to skin and grin their way out of your face because they would rather not <laughs> deal with you. And so, if you are convinced yourself without the true input and critical critique of black folks, then nothing's wrong with you. I promise, everything is wrong with you, and you're the problem. So you need to go find that out that I'm not going to tell you because I ain't got time for it. Yeah, I don't have that level of energy anymore. And I've I've told people, you know, and, and, and it's real, like, it's beyond just like, no, I just don't feel like engaged. I'm not even really a sad sack about it. I'm like, mm, no, yeah. just protect me. Um, Because it, it's like when it's people start sad, asking sad. you to explain racism, people know. It's like, I know when I'm being shady. You know what I mean? Like, so you can't tell. When something maybe shouldn't come out of your mouth, it's one of those, it's, it's supposed to be a gift. Mm -hmm. So, like, don't act like you don't know that something is is racist. And I and that is a that is just a whole different way of inflicting trauma on you to make you explain to to go back in history, go from 16, 19, all the way to Jim. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Oh, and all the way up to 2020. And then, then they look at you it. like, well, I don't believe you. It's like, I'm no, you doing it. Yeah, it's like, hey, I got a whole, I got, I just gave dates and I gave statistics and I gave this. Yeah, yeah, but those could be from the left. Okay, well, I'm done. It's like, a you know, setup. I, it's it's a, yeah, setup it's a setup for intellectual violence and yeah, emotional violence. They, and you are not gonna attack and bludgeon my brain like that and my yeah. nerves. You're not gonna do it. You're not gonna make my nerves bad. That's <laughs> even us. That's the way I look at it. Right. You're trying to make me. Right. You're trying to. You're you're. Giving me yeah. high blood pressure. I mean, I'm gonna be the one with the annual. You know, intellectual terrorism. It's intellectual terrorism. It is intellectual right. terrorism. It's emotional right. terrorism. And I am. I refuse to buy into the lie that I have to be strong enough to do the work. Um, no, and fight you point. with my brain. No, you're not. I don't have to do that. 
I don't have to do it. And so that's part of the way that I've decided, yeah. you know, to reclaim my time in peace. You know, I, drink a lot. I have a philosophy, and I'm sure you guys have one too that's similar. <laughs> but I always have said, um, even <laughs> watch yourself. I've always said, uh, mm-hmm. even when I was younger, uh, much younger, um, you can't lose what you never had. And I, you know, I've always lived by that, and I've had some good days. I've had some bad days with that, but I stand by that. You know. And uh, with this um, this year, the whole 2020, the politics, all that was played, the dumbness that was shown, um, you know, from our leader, supposedly. And, uh, you know, it just showed us who was real with us, who wasn't. And honestly, it's a blessing now that we really do know who's down, who, who, who really yeah. cares about you and your family, you know. Because that's that's basically what it gets down to. You know, um, it's about family. And if you're supporting someone that really wants to keep me oppressed, okay, really wants to minute my power of my vote, you know, um, you know, I mean, and you're voting for that person that tells me what you what you really are willing to get down with if it comes down to it. You know, and and so I have cut off a lot of people, uh, quite honestly, and they don't even know because I don't announce it, you know, like some dumb people do. I don't know why they they have to make these announcements, but I don't make announcements when I when I bid people uh, um, adieu, I bid yeah. them I bid them a farewell and uh, and I wish them well, you know, and that's it. So at the, at the end of the day, even after yeah. November 3rd. This is what it's going to be for me. I can't go back to being fake with people. I can't. I'm past that. And I think that's the, um, the journey I had to kind of get ready to uh, prep myself for these last couple of weeks. Cause it's like, okay, just know this is another chapter for you, Bishop, because at the end of the day, uh, these people ain't going to make or, or break you at the end of the day. It's all up on us within ourselves, you know, um, to get there, you know? Um, so, I mean, you know, I, I've seen these dumb memes saying the hood was the same in Bush era and Obama era, which, okay, from the outside, you can say that, but on the inside of all these uh, systems that was in place, and, 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 you know, as you guys pointed out to me uh, before, Obama did a lot of things behind the scenes, and he's doing even more now out of out of the uh presidency so um you know so it's yeah. you know and, and he's speaking more kind spe- of though, speaking out more now than he, he did when he was in honestly this. so go with me here and help me but isn't it kind of like hypocritical when you talk about all right Uh-oh. we want we people looking for handouts <laughs> but then people speak about like President Obama's presidency as if they should have just like and, and the Democrats and everything as if they should have like lifted up mm. all the black folks out the ghetto and play you know like as if it should have been a mass mm. uh welfare program and they only use it when it's this idea of 
oh, well, you would vote for them. You aren't doing any better. Mm-hmm. Well, which one is it? Is it that I don't need a handout or is it I need somebody to help me do better? Which one is it? It's like that. It's a uh, um, and we don't see that that we we have a hard time. We don't right. see that that is just a a, a fake gaslight. It's hypocrisy. You know, it's not even. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I, listen. I don't want the handout. Now, here's the deal. I I firmly believe in the pursuit of happiness. I have a very uh, conservative, um, I won't call him a friend, but he's he's an associate. And we had a decent conversation, believe it or not. And he said, look, man, I just say, you know, we should all have uh, equal access to pursuit of happiness. And I had to explain to him, we want the same. We don't want your shit, okay? We want our own, okay? Honestly, and if you would hear Martin Luther uh, King's words when he talked about pulling ourselves yes, by our own bootstraps, he was asking for the bootstraps. He said, we'll do it. We'll trust me and believe me. Or at least the we will do it. For us to fashion but our own. You we'll got to give out. us the bootstraps, man. I mean, bottom line. Uh, I mean, yeah. Now, now, don't get me wrong. Look. You got you got Hispanics, Blacks, Asians, um, maybe not as much, uh, white people, Indians, hey, natives. Bottom line is you got people that will squander, you know, wealth. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what race you are. Some are gonna squander it, some are not. But at the end of the day, it's gonna be that wise person that makes these wise choices that's gonna get get, you know. Uh, elevate their uh, generations uh, to come. See, so, but the thing is, we can't get there with our booths and our voting elections being rigged. Now, don't get me wrong. We're not brand new to this. This is not new, but they've stepped the game up. Okay, it's it's beyond just cheating. They're flat out just rigging it. Right in your face as a... uh, to deter us from having any hope, uh, having any beliefs in ourselves, having any power. They don't want us to turn out. Like I said, Texas has always been a low turnout, uh, voting turnout state, um, you know, primarily. So it's always been this way. This is why Texas has been able to run it the way that they do. You know, like I said last uh, two weeks ago, there's this, I forget his name, and I'm, I'm not going to give him press anyway, but there's a Supreme Justice uh uh, judge running right now and his whole commercial is about how great he is oh and since i'm so great vote for these three white motherfuckers basically that's 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 how he he ran it he didn't even give you any credentials for uh for the for those three people that he just highlighted now where else do you see that i never have seen any black hispanic asian political person run a campaign, and then just say, oh, and since I'm so good, go on and vote for uh, these three but these three clowns. A black you know, person doesn't you don't have okay, to know them. Just, you see their names. We, just vote on, vote on that ballot for them. For. So, Where do they do this at? Um, no, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's it's a joke with me and my buddies. It's basically a joke from me to them. Uh-oh. I say it all the time. Like, whenever we're trying to do something and somebody starts bringing up how they can't do it, I'm like, 
you boys got to have white confidence. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I mean, because mm-hmm. white confidence is like an amazing in itself. It's amazing. <laughs> like, and, and, and I realized that white confidence, confidence comes from never having that confidence truly tested in some cases. You know what I mean? Like, you've never had to really worry about this, about having your hopes and dreams right. dashed against the rocks in some cases. I think Donald Trump is the per Like, Donald Trump running for president is like, I won't say the, oh, I've seen other, like, astounding cases of white confidence. But Donald Trump running for president is a pretty, is probably, like, you can be the most mediocre motherfucker on the planet and if you are a, there is no way and i don't care who tells me you know that's a racist assertion yeah. no it's not because it's being proven yeah. it's being proven right now so if someone were to be like that's racist station no it's really not it's just realistic mm-hmm. and i get tired of people side note before i get back to this i get tired of people telling me what realism is racism stop like people need to come up with another reason to be upset that I called out something that's obvious, but Ooh. that's neither here nor there. That's, that's neither here nor there. But but if there is a greater example Church. of white confidence, I haven't seen it, but Church. Donald Trump, who, <laughs> if, and you know what? They play on the most uneducated of their ilk, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, and, and because they know nobody will look. So he has The Apprentice, but he was going bankrupt while he was doing The Apprentice. He's he's four hundred. He's alone. He owes Deutsche Bank, the only bank. Yeah, that would that he owes them. Well, no, no. But listen, part of that debt he owes Deutsche Bank alone. He owes contractors forty five million dollars, I believe, and that is the only bank. So, so Donald Trump in New York circle. See, this is what the rich people they don't. And I don't understand why more rich people don't, don't come out, or maybe we're not like seeing the Kamala story. said in the debate <laughs> when she had to define that he owed people, but go ahead. No, no, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it is a trip though, because like he owes, yes, no, 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 but yeah. I'm just saying, he, he owes, I'm sorry, Nikki, Adrian's speaking. It's all right, I know, Adrian I know I'm speaking. not getting, uh, I know I'm not getting pinched. <laughs> Um, Nick's gonna have a fly on her, so <laughs> like, but but it, it's like he owes Deutsche Bank alone 345 million. Yeah, this is the only bank that's been messing with him for years. And at first, they were the only bank that was messing with him because they wanted to gain a foothold in America because they were already a state standard in, in Germany. They wanted to come over here and establish themselves, so they were just jumping in the bed with anybody who was doing business in America and a, and a reasonably large way and then um later on they had they had been burnt by him so many times but they didn't stop the relationship because jared kushner had someone on the inside of deutsche bank who then kind of helped him oh he's sorry too but you know like who helped who who began to help trump get money Don't get me so started on him. he owes deutsche bank 345 million so that's you know supposedly he owes overall 421 million now I was listening to something the other day and I forgot what it was on. I hate that I'm brain farting on so many of these things, but he was talking about how he's better off now. And he keeps saying, yeah, it does come with age. I'm cool. It's, it, the alternative sucks. Well, so, you know, that comes with uh, age. I will it's age, okay. <laughs> you know, but he was talking about uh, that 
now with his new whatever he was now probably worth more like more than uh, around, more around 10 million 10 billion i mean and so if you're worth 10 billion dollars you can afford to pay people back if you owe 345 million dollars to the only bank that was left. Adrian, yeah, I got one better than that. Yeah, you can you can pay your you own could. damn law cases for 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 raping and molesting folks, possibly allegedly. Okay, let me go and put that out there. But but anyway, pay your own case. Don't have your don't have these taxpayers paying for your uh your case, dude. This whole thing stinks to high heavens. What's going on? This this dude, look, he is getting money on the back end. You hear so many times people will throw in your face, yeah. just like especially will throw in your face about, oh, he forgoes his salary. Yeah, because he's killing you on the back. He's killing you on the back end. Yeah, he's playing them low jacks. You know, right. Exactly. Racism is a hell of a drug. I mean, so, so they know it's just, what like, he's doing. I don't understand it how is, people are so and dumb. Somebody put it perfectly. They don't understand how his, businesses ran. His fans, his support. Okay. You can only his his cult members. They like him because of what he does and says about other people, not necessarily what he's doing for them. Because for years, he represents technically. Yeah, yeah. For mm-hmm. years, he has. For years, he's he the the Republican Party has screwed these people that love him so much, like. If anybody could actually benefit from either party, it, it'd probably be um, white people, if we're being honest. And, and there's yes. there's this weird little offshoot, which I was going to bring up and ask you guys what you think about this, because it's fishy. But I mean, finish yeah. this first. Like, but 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 like the like these people have been like you look at the people who vote for Trump and they're the poorest <laughs> of the poor white people you might as well. like Mississippi and Alabama and Louisiana. These people are living in home. That barely have a floor, you know, and 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 oh they're God. voting Republican because oh the Republicans no, 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 convinced no. them too, that being gay too. and having abortions oh are the two God. worst sins in the Bible. So, and they've so, also convinced them that black people, um, the presence of black people, have taken from them what's theirs. Yeah, black, black, and and you talk. They always talk about how we're always looking for a handout, but these are the most blamingest people. Like when you listen to them. If it's not Mexicans, yes. it's black people. If it's not black people, it's I don't. Sometimes they even squeeze the American, in, American indigenous people in there, and I'm like, how'd y'all get them in there? Because y'all almost killed all them off. So, so how are you even blaming them for anything? They're like less than one percent of the population. Like, how are you even making that correlation? But I want to ask y'all, and I'm gonna sit wow. back because I feel like this wow. is something where I got way too fired up in a discussion about, and people knew it was gonna get me fired up. They just wanted to hear me get fired up about it, but, um. So, so I think I feel like we're in the era of the weird ass black dude, and I want to know like where where y'all think these weird ass black dudes are coming from, and and um, we look at like if you look at everybody who has come out kind of like Ice Cube, and I love Cube. That's what breaks my heart. Well, Wayne and Fifty Cent is, is that I love Cube. Wayne is a different case because that's a lot of drugs. Yeah, like. Because I don't, I think from what I was hearing, he didn't really have seizures until he started. He just got, he just did so many drugs that the seizures started happening. But you know, it's like so. There's Wayne, Fifty Cent, Cube, Robert Johnson, and then and then I even put Diddy in there because he was right after the primaries. What jackass waits till after the primaries talking about hold your vote? It was after the primaries. Who we gonna hold it from? We got two choices left. 
Excuse so, me, uh, Doctor Neely. So, um, excuse me. I have a question. Can yes, you answer for me oh when God. we speak of Robert Johnson? Are you talking about BET? Black folks need. Yeah, yeah, and he's. I understand he's. Yeah, he's a jackass, but <sighs> um, but yeah, he's. You know, he was talking about in an interview. He said he'd rather deal with the devil he knows, and that's Trump. Uh, because he because he, he said he was looking at it from a business perspective, and I'm like, oh, God. me, I'm worried this may be a time when you have to put the music Ooh. out, uh, Bishop. But I'm trying, I'm trying not to use it. Um, but but to me, I feel like, all right. Well, Like policies that are anti-black <laughs> will reach you. They will Byron reach you. Allen sort of found that out. They will knock that, on your that, door. That, that they used Byron Allen to make it harder for black people to claim discrimination in cases that were obviously discrimination. They used yep. him for that. So these things are not like one-offs. They're all together. And I don't understand how these rich black people don't think that eventually they like you know in the, in the movies you can be touched you know like they will be touched by this at some point and i'm just gonna i don't know i'm gonna sit back it will i'm gonna have a drink tonight but maybe maybe i'll run to the kitchen real quick <laughs> um but uh -huh. i need to understand how do y'all feel about because and then 18 percent of black males may be voting for trump and that's this is the heartbreaking thing then i'm gonna let you i want to know i want to know how y'all feel about this the whole weird ass black man. That's what I'm calling it. Weird ass black dudes. Um you wanna know how we feel about it. Yeah, yeah, because because it's like these dudes are like, well, they they the same old stuff we've heard, the tropes. What did Obama do? <laughs> well, he didn't. We're not about to be de-emancipated, stupid ass. So uh <laughs> like I, I just so so it hurts me that brothers are leading this weird ass yep. pro Trump, mm. pro racism pro like i'm i'm listening to this dude say things that are obviously racist but i had a really good year last year financially or i had a decent year financially i got a little bit more back on my check um so now i'm gonna vote for a dude who's actively trying to pr uh, oppress me um i don't understand this and i don't even have like I don't have like brilliant words to say about it. I don't have anything like this is the, it is heartbreaking to me that it's black males and it's also just disconcerting. It's it's I don't get it. I got and I, it. every day I don't get it. But I'm yeah, I know Nikki was really like, you said black man, here come. Yeah. Like I know Nikki <laughs> Nikki like, oh, oh, shut your ass up, Adrian. Let me get there. Let I'm me like, nah, I can't so, hold up. I'm so Nikki. Nikki doesn't see it. Nikki doesn't see it, but I am throwing her this alley oop. I yeah. am straight up. Nikki over there cracking knuckles. That was the sound of the nets. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I got, I'm glad you asked that question because I've been, I know you been, are. I've been pondering it and I feel like it is for ding, ding. Outside of good old fashioned misogyny, I'm not going to park there though. I really am not gonna park in misogyny. I think, but I know you want to live there for a while. Go I ahead. do want to live your there. moment. This is your time. It's my time to shine, so I'll bring it home with that. But I'll start out here. So I think when people like 
Bob Johnson, 50 Cent, there is definitely financial or political gain. So, like, when Bob Johnson came out talking about reparations, technically, that had to be smoke and mirrors, because you get us all on your side. Yeah, he's talking about, he itemized the amount of reparations. And then Payal, you know, when the smoke clears, you tell everyone, vote for Trump in so many words. It's crazy. I think yeah. there's a tremendous amount of money to be gained and at the end of the day people are when you get to a certain tax bracket yes you're black in your circle but you still you still can um you can rise Mm -hmm. above some of those discomforts um because you can't have enough money that it, it may not it may not buy you out of all of the discomfort, but it can buy you enough out of a lot of things that the average person wouldn't deal with and that you don't have to, you can, you can gain a set of first world problems. Let's just be honest. And that, and, and the reality is that most of us have a price that our soul will sell for. We just haven't been presented with it. We haven't actually had that opportunity to be presented for it with it. I think the second reason you have so many weird Mm. ones is that um, I think it's this being black in America, there is a bitterness that comes along with it and a blame. Just like you have the poor white people who are blaming black folks for what they can't do, uh, in particular poor white men, because they have been told that the world is supposed to be theirs. And so when they go out and they actually have to face realities of things not being easy, because all their life they were told that that's not what it's supposed to be and they were entitled. They can't handle that. So it has to be someone to blame because they've never been taught to look at themselves. And unfortunately in America, misogyny, unfortunately in America, across all color lines, it it is mm-hmm. it is built on this fact that it is not your fault. It is someone else's. It is that woman's. It is that other man's. It is it is, you know, people that are taking from you. And that's a part of that privilege that's that's there. So I think that you have that that level of, of bitterness with um some black men that are like they can't win. They feel like they can't win for losing. In addition to that, because of the way society is set up, we uh supremacy does not like uh alpha males that are black. It does not, it punishes a particular type of decisiveness and strength in black men. Uh, Uh -uh. But women, Uh black women, because we are women and women tend to be a little bit, girls Uh are a little bit more emotionally Uh intelligent and perceptive. We can wind through some of those things and make it. The things that that would have black men in jail, we can, we can, some of us can survive a little bit more because we can flex with the emotional intelligence uh-huh. to do what we need to do. And I think um, that's when you have that level of that kind of, um, unfortunately, that misogyny and role play that comes in where men start feeling like it's, you know, why, 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 it, it, why her, not me, or why them, not me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think the third thing is really just, you know, there's also a level of coonery for survival. A lot yeah. of the, the weirdness we see come from people who are mm. in positions where they have to coon to survive. And it's like coonery. <laughs> I don't know how to, I want, I want, I don't really know how to explain this. And I don't want to like 
land on it too long but you know you have that kid that sometimes like maybe it's that kid that um you know you got that kid that, that grows up maybe um in the suburbs and then they have to go to the to the school that's uh you know in the hood and or they go to not when we say the school in the hood they go to a black school and because they don't understand some of the nuances in the culture a lot of things that happen to them they may feel like they bullied you know somebody start you know somebody called them an African booty scratcher and now they feel like they've been oppressed like in their childhood because their people made fun of them and their people roasted them and they didn't grow up in a house where they were roasted so they were mm. hurt and wounded by it because they couldn't understand it and yes it, it was a real wound but now instead of dealing with the wound they have allowed the wound to make them bitter and make them despise and dislike people and to some degree also coon and be the spook at the back door because now you know it, I don't know it's, it's, it's this this weird morphing of I gotta do this to survive kind of thing and I think that's how a lot of a lot of coons are birthed out of the abuse and discomfort or perceived abuse and discomfort that they receive at mm-hmm. the hands of their people so they don't know how to handle that and so they have that that flips them over into a different area where you know and so um but yeah those i think the political game i think the bitterness that comes from being black in america and not being able to explain it because if you can't explain it you'll live in constant rage and who you gonna be mad at if you look at profiles of abuse you know if you go into a house and you got five kids in that house and the kids are being abused and Four of the kids are getting beat with extension cords, but the other one is only getting beat with a belt. The four that's getting beat with the extension cords going to hate the one that's getting beat with a belt because they're going to yep. feel like they're being favored. Mind you, all y'all being abused, but that is the psychology of abuse. People don't come together and gang huh. up to overthrow their oppressor. They hate, they they despise uh, who seems to have better treatment even when they, they all may be being treated bad. So I, yeah. I think that has a lot to do with this weird, weird right. black man in America right. thing. And I, I don't know where it's coming from, but those are my theories. Look, look, man, look, there have been Jason Whitlock's as as long as the day's been been born. Uh there have been um black men um that have uh, position themselves as soon as they get a little bit of money uh they try to uh come up you know to where they don't go back they don't want to go back and uh it's it's kind of sad that it it's to a point where they don't care who they have to step on who they have to abuse they're getting abused as nikki stated but they're going to pass that abuse on you know the black man uh, primarily didn't have, you know, and still doesn't have, you know, um, he's not considered equal. Uh, even if they say it, he's not really considered equal. He has to do more to get the same level of respect as his uh, white associates. And, and that's just, that is just how it is. And it's kind of like the, the elephant in the room. Uh, no one really wants to talk about it, but we know it's there. I've worked in places where I knew 
they were looking at my numbers a little harder because they really, you know, want to see, does he have the juice? Does it, you know, is this man really fit the fit what we're needing here? But I'm not only exceeding, I'm, I'm over exceeding, you know, at this point, but they're never going to tell you that, you know, but you have to over exceed to, um, you know, get the same level of respect. Now this goes for black women too, but let me bring this home. So basically he takes this mess all day from his white uh, colleagues uh, and all, and he's in these meetings, he's getting beat up and all this kind of stuff. And he goes home. Well, all that, you know, if he takes it home with him, he's going to exert this. Yeah. You know, if he's not careful. He's going to exert this on his, mm-hmm. on his wife. Mm-hmm. And many of the, and and that and that's chicken shit. Honestly, that's chicken shit when that happens. Because honestly, you're doing the same thing mm-hmm. that you complain about to your queen, to your to to your wife, to your mate. And so, my thing is is that uh, we have to be very careful of not becoming the thing that we swore to, you know, not be like or to hate. So. Um, mm-hmm. That's what's going on with this weird, with this weird man thing. Uh, and, and then the other thing, Adrian, we got a generation <laughs> that didn't grow up watching Good Times, man. <laughs> we we got a generation here, man, that don't know about different strokes, and they don't know about all in the family and the Jeffersons, man. They they don't know about this type of struggle. Okay, it, it, it's different now. You you have your urban city uh, poverty and all that, and don't get me wrong, that has really never gone away. But there are there's a lot of black people right now, especially young ones, that they don't really know but this man. The they don't really know Scott. You know, they if you got two college educated right black men, our, age group. our generation, yeah, this it's is Diddy, this is. Yeah. No, but I'm saying I'm saying it's both. I've 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 actually seen both. I've actually talked to a, a young man out here, and was he, he weird. He was like, was man, he is it like that? Is really that spot. bad? Was he like, weird or was he just yeah. oblivious? Where can we put these people? Okay, I'll just say he's lost. <laughs> so you're right. So we have the lost. That's the way I look at yeah, it. He, I, I he just doesn't know. Knowers. He doesn't know. Okay, he's knowers. not lost. He just doesn't I'm know. About he doesn't like know. The 50 cents and his the ones that are the equivalent to them. No, 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 Nikki, you, you called that straight out. There's there's nothing else to take away from what you just stated. All of that was 100% on point because, yeah. I mean, it's it's money. It's money they don't at this point they don't care what they got to step on it's just money it's a money game they figure i go live in please a little bit to get this more money but i'll help my own people people more with it i mean man look at it man did did we ever think jim brown was gonna do what he did I mean, man, that one is the one that hurt me the most. I'm like, Jim Brown? Now, yeah. Jim Brown is an enigma in itself, if you know the history on him. But, I mean, at the end I of the day, theory, still, it's like, wow, uh-uh. man, really? 
right. You know, so, um, so bear with me. Please don't anybody uh-oh, be uh-oh. offended by this. I just, this is my theory. I think that, all right, a lot of things that it takes to I'm be listening. uber successful, a lot of the traits are really traits of people that have like differences. Like when you're on the spectrum or when you have like severe ADHD or when you have like various types of learning disabilities and intellectual disabilities, a lot of times those things um, require those, those types of differences have such like um, abilities to focus on certain things or just to like, yeah, they have hyper-focus or they lack uh, empathy so they can make like decisions that, you know, that other people can't make because they're not impacted by the feels or whatever it is. They can, they can be um, unconscionable at, at times. Um, and so, which is why our prison system is filled with a lot of people like that. Mm. But that same type of trait actually can propel people into in different areas. And in America, we don't look at true competence and capability. We actually look at money. So, like, yeah. you have a lot of people who are actually, like, if you weren't famous you would be probably in prison. That's like your two spots for you. Like, you know, literally. I'm serious. Like, Jim Brown, if you didn't do what you did, (laughs) you would have been someone's uncle that had that particular life because of the way in which you make decisions. And so, but you had some things that actually propelled you into a different arena. And so, when these people open their mouths, a lot of times we're expecting something that we've attached to having money, but the reality is that's who they are and that is their capability and they are not what you want them to be. They are what they are. And and that's yeah. a very difficult thing for us to embrace and understand. You know, it, it it's hard to embrace and understand because we want, we want people we like Ice Cube. First of all, they called him Benedict Arnold. Maybe they were onto something. I don't know. We don't care, right? Just throwing it out there, though. But we don't know him like that. We actually don't know him. What we do know is that some dudes that he grew up with, he had a two-parent home. He went to the magnet school for performing arts on one side of town. We do know he had an excellent, you know, gift to write poetry. We do know that in a group that some guys started together, he was the only one that had the gall to say, screw that. I'm going to do my own thing. Forget y'all. Yeah. I mean, you know, now that takes something. That takes something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, and maybe some of that is a little sociopathy. That's right. <laughs> like, maybe some of that is being you is have a little. To be a sociopath you got to be a sociopathic to do that. To say, screw y'all, I'm out. You got to be, I don't care if it means this or that. Then you look at like, say like Drain. I mean, he a sociopath too. But then they went over and stayed at death row forever. You look at like Snoop. He was at death row till he was broke. And then Master yeah. had to help him. You know what I'm saying? Like, like which is, yeah. if you think about a lot of us, if we were to start off in various things like that, a lot of us normal, regular people would do the same. We would be we would not have that. Um, we would not enforce that type of gusto, and co- we would consider it to be broke and leaving people behind. We would just make, de- you know, it be it's difficult to make those types of decisions 
especially especially for black culture but you know these people you know you think about 50 cent when he talks about the things that he used to be involved in okay he was crazy like mm-hmm. like yeah what, what, yeah like you not that same brother you know like you mm. you didn't end up at rikers by probably just literally by chance like you know you made it into what you were doing probably literally by chance because you know you're messy you're you know not to say you ain't brilliant either just saying you messy and you, you know you, you kind of like some of the things that you employ I mean, so so basically, uh, Nikki, you just saying, you know, I'm not black, I'm OJ. That's basically. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he, was, he, he tried to tell smart. you, you know, hey, OJ I'm OJ. Not very smart. I ain't black. I, I think you know? I think we want the people um, them to be smart, and I think actually you I mean, dealing it, with a whole it, lot of people that exactly didn't change classes. <laughs> You know, honestly, Nikki, I I kind of feel like some of us, some of us just want people to, you know, to to do well. You know, it's but like don't Charles don't Barkley. don't put all of us okay. down. You know, every don't another one don't really broke my heart. Don't sell us short. Really like you know, look, man. You know, every time he put put Adrian, oh, when God, he opens that's a great example. his mouth. Oh yeah, it's a coon fest. Yeah, it, it, it is, is a, a little... coon fest. But let's take the coonery mm-hmm. side. If you were in school with Charles, would you and Charles? Now, I, I wouldn't see that child. Me and Charles would like not that. have taken the same classes. I'm sorry. He just would not have. <laughs> we would not have been in any projects together because the minute you be like, okay, did you do this? I could see Charles going, uh, yeah, uh, so like, what we finna do? You know what? I don't have time. Yeah, I don't have time, yeah. Charles. Somebody else. Ain't nobody Charles. cheating off Charles. Ain't nobody cheating nobody off Charles. Ain't nobody Charles looking at Charles' paper. paper. No one is like, and a matter of fact, Charles is so dense that we, you know how some people can be not that smart and you be like, oh my God, that's so stupid, you're stupid. Charles is so dense that you don't tell him because you just be like, oh, okay. All right, then, Charles, see you later. You don't even tell him that he, because he can't, you know, it would be cruel to tell Charles how (laughs) incapable Charles is. Yet he's on CNN, I mean ESPN. That reminds me of this joke about Leon Spink, <laughs> where uh, Robin Harris talked about Leon Spink. Yeah. <laughs> Robin Harris said, Leon Spink's been dumb a long time. He say, he say he was in the third grade, <laughs> wow. and the teacher asked well, him I to mean, spell for Guys, guys, come and on. And he said, E-I-E-I-O. So, I mean, with some, of, <laughs> some people be so like, and, and you can still have gifts. You can be incredibly gifted, and then you and thank God high school does not mark like who we are. But I, I know people that mm-hmm. I went to school with right now who have families who are, you know, known in the community and stuff. And I'd be like, but they literally didn't change classes. They literally didn't take the top <laughs> that's not the toss test. They didn't take it. Like we often act like they took it. Like and, you know. I, and you see some people who their life is a certain way, and it's like, okay, um, I see some people that, like, I see some guys, uh, I can think of two guys from high school right now that have married the incredible women and um, just these, you know, amazing women, and it's like, okay, 
you know, and it, it's like, wow, I'm glad she did not go to school with him because if she did, she'd be disappointed. She'd or be. she would be concerned about her kids. Everybody would be like, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, though. So, don't so know, you don't though. think she's concerned about a kid? It really takes, women, but it only on, really takes a couple of conversations, stop. and then you're like, ooh, I don't know. Uh, no, because the nowadays, you know, women, that it gets to a point where, you know, if a man's got a job, you know, if he has some, some stuff can go under the radar because people get older. <laughs> They learn a little bit more, and I don't know. I don't. I don't trust that a lot of these couples dig deep in their intimacy, out. You know, in their intellectual intimacy. Just from there's a lot of couples who are not um, <laughs> emotionally and intellectually intimate. They sleep with each other, but they don't really. You know, it's tons of people who move separate, like they just real good oh roommates. God, I, think, I don't know, man. Shut up. I think so, like because is this, is this why coronavirus is mm, causing high divorce rates? That ain't looked that deep, man. Because I, so I they, you know, they, they didn't look I, deep. I think it's a whole lot of folks out there that got mm. married to people that be like, I just didn't <laughs> know that they wouldn't. It take it take a while to know that they wouldn't. That. They, they, I don't know. Like I always feel like, as black people, we're the most astute people on the face of the earth, and you can pretty much tell when somebody's driveway don't turn out into the main road. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can always kind of be like, hmm, I, you know, <laughs> like somebody just say oh something God. real quick, and everything else <laughs> might be cool, and then it's just one little thing they drop, and then you just kind of like, oh. Oh, you're not. Mm, all right. And, you know? and some people don't care about that in a relationship. Some people don't care about that in a relationship. I know some that don't. Wow. Oh, man. I, I, I used to be hey, around a lot of old people. Where do you get young, that analogy man. from, man? So, where you steal that from? Old got all those. You know, old people got a bunch of those. You know, so. Oh, man. I had never heard that. You know, some people who I, drive I like it. I like it. I don't allow go it. all the I way like out it. to the road. What? Oh, <laughs> it's okay. a good one. It's a good all one. Right. Right. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, you know, y'all y'all been around okay. old people too. You know, how old people talk. Yeah. Uh, but don't tell me y'all. You cannot tell cut. me. Have y'all? I mean, any yeah, but they don't say road. Yeah, they say road. It. Mm, you know, I I will say no. Like I'm I'm thinking. I'm thinking hard. And I don't know. I don't know that I know too many couples. Yeah, I know a few. I know a few. Where's my equitable? I, I know a few, but I ain't gonna that's say they know. And I can't say that's a black that. folks thing. That's the thing. Shoot, you some know. people may think Michelle and I are equitable. She she's the got the doctorate, and I'm chilling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so real quick before this podcast ends. Uh, ends. Let me ask y'all this: How many of these relationships oh, you think like started with the tax income turn uh, returns? Wow! You know, and they just got stuck because you know they it happened right in March, and they've been stuck ever since. So some of these couples <laughs> are the income tax people, man. I don't know. Some income it's tax a, couples right there, it's man. Some, it's some so it's, it's been a long, like, rough year. Um, <laughs> Somebody out there is going for this. Uh, the, I think the um, 
I think the pandemic <laughs> has done a number on quite a few people. <laughs> now I think it's also been good for quite a few people too. You know, not to you know, it's I think it's been good for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, it it ain't been good for Lubbock, and it hasn't been good for El Paso currently. I mean, it's 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 bad. <laughs> It's bad, and people, you know, now, I mean, the, the cat's out the bag. The word's getting out, you know, um, about it. And I just don't know if we've gone too far Wait, well, to where it, it's, help, just, it's help not going to be what's going on in able to get it back under control, you know, because. Okay, well, I mean, the the COVID cases basically are so extreme uh, it hasn't happened in Lubbock yet, but Greg Abbott um, last week he basically stated that you know, hey, if this keeps going in this in this trend, uh, we're gonna have to shut. See, it should have been uh, mandatory masks in the down. first place. Like, if we had not politicized mandatory masks, they, they had not politicized. Down. Politicized. Now, Man. Uh, I mean, but right now in Lubbock, they've they've uh, limited people to ten uh, ten people gathering. Right now, now in in El Paso, it's only two people can hang out together, and uh, they got a curfew right now. They're flying. Their hospital is, um, it's, a, they're overran with um, COVID cases right now. They're having to fly patients out to other hospitals out of El Paso because they don't have beds. I think that was even more so. It, that's it's why for that me, bad. It El Paso. was more absurd and triggering for you know, uh, okay, to um, call into work talking about he had corona, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I had an issue with the Orange Klansman doing that. Mm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You he, know, it was he, like after the deba- after the debate, then he was healed in two days miraculously, and it was just like, okay, you've been, you know, anti-mask. I mean, and again, it, it, it's a yeah. I I just don't understand how we were able. People actually did. They did just politicize health. <laughs> <laughs> like just regular right, right, health, regular and wellness, uh, but then they actually it it has a racial undertone to it. They yeah. get beyond politicizing yeah. it. It is almost like a supremacist rally cry. Like yeah. it's like a it's far and, beyond being conservative. It is a I'm a uh, I'm a yeah. proud boy's cousin or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. And they shamed people who had diseases that before. I've heard several people bring this up, and one of our friends put it really eloquently. And I don't know if he wants us to just throw his name out there, but like, it's a shame that, um, like these these diseases, these kind of these, these conditions that people have, <laughs> people are shamed for those conditions now. Like, and 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 basically, these people who the people are mad at them because they they feel like other people's pre-existing conditions are keeping them from living their best life. And I just think that is the weirdest, it's the craziest thing. It's the least empathetic. I've never seen that's crazy. The level, the lack of empathy that I'm seeing now. 
It's amazing. It's not at all. It's, it, which is so weird because we're, we're fighting about. Well, let me ask you: Is that is that pro life? But, but to, then to you are that willing. Way? Is that pro life to kill exactly. people by not wearing a mask because it's uncomfortable? Exactly. Man, we are at 225,000 um, deaths from COVID and growing right now. Wow. And the last time we did a podcast, Unbelievable. we were at 217,000. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's not over. And, you know, but, but you know, all we can do, um, honestly, and it's tough because, man, it's tough. But all you can do is control yourself i mean when you see people just being irresponsible it's kind of like in high school when you went out to a party and everybody was drunk and getting drunk and choices. you knew you didn't have a driver and you're underage i mean you know these are choices you gotta make yeah. you know these are choices you gotta make you know uh do you drink and drive yeah. home well many sure. uh classmates or many high school kids have but they didn't make it home. You know, it's just these, these are the choices, man. You can make good or bad choices. So, I mean, yeah, Nikki, this is uh, what's going on with, with COVID. I didn't want to get too deep in that, but yeah, we still got that going on and Texas is really um, just kind of opening up all the doors. So bars open, everything's open, um, you know, um, but yeah, you got your North Dakotas, Wisconsin, uh, just today, Wisconsin, um, the uh, college yeah, there, the Badgers, uh, coach c- caught COVID from last Saturday's game. I mean, in the Big Ten, so they can't even have a game this week, you know. Uh, so, I mean, you got all this going on. Uh, sports is interrupted. I, you know, we try to sit here and watch sports and, you know, take sports normally will take your mind off of your troubles and reality, you know, but at the same time, we can't get around COVID. It's here, you know, and it hasn't really been, uh, it's been somewhat addressed, but it hasn't really been um, a plan. For and there it. won't it hasn't be been if, if one solid Trump plan in office, all 50 he's, states uh, in, 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 and, in their brief, in their you know, book, talking about their scientific achievements for the year. He said beating COVID. They had listed beating COVID as one of their accomplishments. Did y'all hear about that? No. Mm-mm. Hey, guys, so, do you realize that the next time that we convene, wow. I believe... No, I didn't hear that. may know who our next president is. Is that possible? Yeah. We will we'll know. I'll be disappointed and sad. And... <laughs> yep, we will know. We will know. Well, let's just say this. If it doesn't turn out in our favor, then, uh, you know, uh, we're going to continue uh, being the leaders and, and uh, being positive-minded uh, as much as possible, but knowing what uh, lies ahead. We, we, we got to get more prep for uh, what's coming because, you know, uh, we are starting to see yes. that it's not just the presidential yeah. election, you know, and such that we need to pay attention to. It's more so what's happening around us locally. 
and being more involved locally. So I think this has really been an, uh, a rude awakening, but uh, but it's going to get us all on the right path, on a, on a straight path, you know, to make real changes, real uh, effective changes that we'll see right around us. Like, it, it, it won't take uh, 10 years for it to get to you. If, if we start focusing on our school boards and our district attorneys and, you know, who's your mayor, and, you know, things like that, who's your police chief, getting to know them, even if you know they're not really in favor of you know, at least letting, you know, them know who you are and and, and getting involved because they, they're getting away with this because for years we haven't really um, put ourselves in the in the action of it. And so they've been getting away with it because, really, tell the truth, they ain't had to deal with us in these offices because we normally don't show up, you know. So, uh, you know, and, it, and I'm not going to say why we don't show up because sometimes, you know, some of us is working two, three jobs just to just to pay our rent and put food on the table so we don't have time to take away. Uh, you know, th- there are cases where it's harder for us to, to get involved. But, you know, we all play a role. And you have to find your niche and have to find your role. We all play a part. We all play a role. You know, so I think that's what we got to get back. We got to start focusing on. So no matter what, what comes out of Tuesday, God is in control. He's, he's got it. And no matter what, I'm going to continue doing what I got to do for my family by all legal means and, and, and keep, keep the, you know, lights on. Cause at the end of the day, you know, I do understand no president is going to change that necessarily, yeah. but man, we got to start doing things that's going to benefit us for the generations to come. And that's what, I think uh, I'm ready for, and I may not see it in my lifetime, but man, it, it, if it starts with me, it starts with Adrian and, and Nikki, then then so be it, and many others. Like like Nikki said, man, you got some real freedom yeah. fighters out there, man. Right now, that they, they are in the trenches. Like this is what they do, you know, uh, for for uh, black rights mm-hmm. and, and, and civil rights. We got to keep fighting. Because they're not going to just give up this power. We have to fight, but we got to be smart about it, and you got to be wise about it. And when I say fight, I don't mean physically all the time, man. That's that's been our downfall. We have to get in the system to change the system. You're not going to change it from the outside. Because, you know, one of them that I believe is, um, you know, HBCU sports, but that's another. Yeah. You know, I think that's a, a major yeah. game changer for us to shift things. But um, that kid is already the the that the <clears throat> number one recruit, number two recruit in the nation is going to Howard. So you only you mm. only need one five you only need one fab five to come out the swag. Yep. To change it. Mm. You only need one. Mm. Well, I'll tell yeah. you what, we can we can get we can get we can get our data together and we can, we can have a, a topic and discuss that. And then along with that, also discuss uh, the eyes of Texas because uh, it's starting to ruffle some feathers on, you know, the origins of it. I didn't know, but uh, yeah, just uh, real briefly, it, it started out with a, with a minstrel touch. So uh, 
Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll definitely do that. Hey, listeners, we want to thank y'all for listening to the Strange Fruit Podcast again. We appreciate every one of y'all's energies. Adrian, thank you for tonight for your energy. Nikki, thank you uh, for your energy as well. Again, uh, we're going to keep bringing it, and uh, this is what it's about. So get out there and vote. Um, hey, if you, if you couldn't get out there and early vote, get out there and vote. Do not sit back and just ride this out and thinking that you don't care count and that that it's not going to matter just because uh, a governor will tell you he guarantees who's going to win he's not he's not the ruler he is a governor but he he's not the ruler of this political system okay so get out there and vote it doesn't matter what they what they say because they're just saying things to deter um you know black and brown uh people to uh, from voting because they know how powerful your vote is. It doesn't matter if we win or lose, but if uh, you don't get out there and vote, it's like a dog that doesn't wag its own tail. That's a sorry dog. So you got to get out there and get it done at the end of the day, because if you don't vote, you really don't, you, you, you don't cannot be a get sorry out here and dog. Write, moan, complain don't about anything dog. that happens around you or that affects your paycheck. Okay, that affects your day-to-day right now. Don't be the sorry dog. And thank you for listening to the TSFP. I'm looking at it right now. The expatriate movement. Blacks it. Yeah, real blacks it. Thank you for listening to the latest edition of the Strange Fruits Podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or criticism, please be sure to check out our Facebook page and sound off. See you next week.